Hello on this full moon at the end of November. I recently got to talk with Kezia Vida, who is all about you getting into your dreams, whether they feel deep and special or not so memorable, as something you can do on your own or with your friends, and not necessarily something that you need any experts to walk you through. Although, as she says, putting in some time to learn more can really help, DreamWork can become a tool that really belongs to you. Kezia and I begin our conversation and then circle back to this question of what's real and what's true, and how our dreams can bring some of what feels most real and most true into our lives. We talk about how this relates to spirituality in dream work and connecting with people we might feel very different from on the surface. Kezia shares her approach to dream work, talking about feeling into what's happening in the dream, really going into what the dream experience was in and of itself without interpreting or pushing for anything. We talk about an example dream of looking down and seeing cuts on the hands and not feeling much about it in the dream. We also talk about accessibility and expertise in dream work and how Kezia is working to bring dream work into more people's hands as a personal tool. I hope you enjoy spending some time with Kezia as much as I did. You're listening to the Dreamer's Den podcast. I'm your host, Leilani Navar. I'm here along with guest dream workers, authors, and teachers to talk about diving deep into your dreams. We're skipping the small talk and going for conversations about what matters most to us, what's touching us so deeply that it shows up in our dreams, in one form or another. We talk about engaging with dreams to experience insight, inspiration, healing, and meaningful connection with one another. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can catch all these conversations. Visit thedreamersden.org open for a free video and mini book I put together to help you learn more about opening up or deepening your own relationship with your dreams. My guest today is Kezia Vida. Kezia is a New Orleans native who graduated from Yale University with a degree in philosophy in 2009. She's been studying dreams in depth since 2010 and practicing the natural dream work process with clients since 2013. She offers online and in-person classes, dream circles, and workshops, and she's written and collaborated on a number of journals and workbooks you can look for Dream Wisely and The Dreaming Eye. Kezia is a longtime student of Nina Palmieri and the New Earth Movement and studied extensively with Jose and Lena Stevens of The Power Path. I know she has some new things in process right now, and I'm excited to hear more about all of it. Welcome, Kezia. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited, too. I'd love to ask you first how you realized that dreams really mattered to you. Hmm. I think it really did start when I was relatively young and I had a very active imagination life. I had a lot of imaginary friends and kind of imaginary narratives that I would be playing with all throughout the day when I was younger. And 
I guess around like five or six when I had more of a social setting, like in school, I really started to recognize that not everybody was having the same experiences in their dream life than I was. And I think what struck me at that age was like, I had this question always when I'd wake up from dreams at night and be like, what is the difference basically between my waking life and what happens in my dream life? Because as a kid, I felt like they were very, very similar. Um, and I really couldn't tell the difference in the quality of the experience. I mean, I knew that other people weren't there, but it just felt like as real as when I was, you know, going to school and that type of thing. So it was pretty early on that I was like, wow, you know, I don't know how everybody else is telling the difference, but for me, there's this whole other life that I enter into when I go to sleep. And I guess in some ways it, it lasted over when I would wake up too, because I would have sort of this um, experience of having um, imaginary friends and all that kind of thing that just felt really real. So just this question of like, how do we decide what's really real and, and those types of things just always felt really important. It felt like my dreams were, were a part of that. Yeah. And how, how do you hold that now? The reality of dreams. And I mean, they are, they are real, but they're also different. What's your perspective? Well, I love that question. I think, um, yes, what they are real, you know, and so one of the ways I like to think about this question is this idea that we all seem to have as humans, that a certain experience could be more real than another, right? Like when we're awake, we'll be like, that person was being so real. And that person was being fake or that experience, that interaction was so real. And this other one was more fake or not as real. And it's so fascinating yeah. to me. We even have such a distinction in our dreams, <laughs> right? Where we'll be like the moment of the dream, be like, that was a really real moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so funny to me because, you know, of course we think of our dreams as being very meaningless or not real or not having to do with quote unquote reality, which I would call our waking lives. Um, so I guess I'm losing track of the question a little bit, but just this idea of, what is the reality of dreams? Well, I think that as an individual, your felt experience, what it is like to be you, what it feels like to be you is very real. And it can be hard to feel the reality of it because it is so subjective, right? On some level, maybe no one will ever really understand what that feeling is like and what that experience is like. But to me, one of the big projects of, of dreams and, and coming into relationship with your dreams is really to honor this part of you. And, and I feel like part of the honoring is just to validate like this is an aspect of the quote unquote reality or the larger picture of our lives, which is what is it like to be us? What are our deeper feelings? How are we really experiencing and what lenses do we have when we're looking out into the world? And so... I feel like the reality of dreams is a, a huge aspect of our overall sense of what is quote unquote real to us or what is really true for us. Mm -hmm. um, does that answer the question? Yeah. Such a big one. I could feel like I could talk about that for a long time. 
I know I did ask you a really big question, but I love that. And, and how you connect it with this idea of real versus fake and just this desire we have to be with what is quote unquote real and how that's overlapping with what's true and how dreams are, are true. They're coming from us and from whatever else we're tapping into and, and telling us the truth. I'd love to hear more too about what's going on for you right now with DreamWork. You've been doing DreamWork for several years and you have a new YouTube channel that you started. Do you want to share what you're doing with that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think since COVID started, I actually noticed it on my website, on my blog, started getting a lot more hits on certain topics, um, especially around difficult dreams or nightmares. And it kind of just felt like everywhere you look, there was more and more people posting, having questions, being interested in the topic of dreams. And really I've seen that, you know, grow in the past, you know, seven years or so since I've been trying to build my business and just try to expand um, dream work into, you know, a greater audience. And I see more and more people interested and more and more people looking to discover it. And um, that really has led me to this creative project that I'm working on right now, which is to create a YouTube channel. And I guess I just really felt like there, and I've always felt like there was a little bit of a hole in dream work in terms of, um, so there's a lot of information about lucid dreaming, right? Lucid, a lot of times when I tell people that I work with dreams, they automatically assume that I do lucid dreaming or like many people have heard of the the idea that if they explore lucid dreaming, they're going to see some kind of positive revolt in their life, or it's like a practice that is going to really feed them. And I am sure that's true. I haven't personally been um, engaged in lucid dreaming. I don't typically lucid dream or I don't like try to lucid dream really. But I know there's a lot of people that have engaged in that practice and found a lot of help from it. Um, but my, my concern with that was always that well, it can be very difficult, right? Not everybody can really succeed in lucid dreaming. And I feel like that's a shame because on the other hand, almost anyone, I think if they put some intention or practice into it, can start to remember their dreams. And as soon as they start to remember their dreams, they can start to garner wisdom, healing, and understanding um, from those dreams. And that is really the whole category of dream work that I'm trying to dive more deeply into. And I think another thing that I've found over the years in dream work is that it's a very, it can feel like a very specialized thing. Like you have to do a lot of training or you have to study Carl Jung for many years and read lots of books and go to someone who, you know, is super... I don't know, educated, I guess, in in super specific ways, or maybe you have a therapist or someone that talks to your dream, talks to you about your dreams and all those avenues are, are good, but just really trying to make it as accessible as possible. I really feel that our dreams are not coming to us by accident and they're wanting us to be present with them because they have something to offer us. And I feel like it's a cultural and societal sort of circumstance that we've all been sort of raised and trained to think that they don't really have much meaning and we we don't have a lot of tools and practical ways to just explore them and so they tend to go forgotten or dismissed or looked over and i just feel like that's such a shame because i think they're this completely natural free 
an extremely powerful tool that we as human beings are equipped with. Um, and we're not getting the good sort of training to really understand, well, how can I utilize this stuff that I'm getting every night? I mean, it's really such a potent resource as well. So that's really the goal of the channel is to really get people empowered and excited and really focus on the ways that they can utilize the, the dream they had last night. You don't have to have a special dream. You don't have to have a, remember every single detail. You know, you can really start with the smallest little piece and from that piece begin your journey and, and trust that the dreams are going to take you on it. And I've seen that happen so many times for people and I just feel really excited about the potential for more and more people to feel like they can do that with their dreams. That is wonderful. Yeah, I love that. And it's it's so encouraging, you know, reminding people that we all are dreaming. It's coming out of us naturally and we all can turn to our dreams with or without quote unquote expert help. So that's exciting. I love what you're working on there. Do you have maybe an idea, like let's say someone's listening who does have a dream from last night that doesn't feel extra special and maybe doesn't have a lot of detail do you have maybe one idea for how they could engage with that? Sure. So one of the things I love to tell people is one of the biggest mistakes I think people make right off the bat, and everybody does this. I do this every day, you know, even though I know it doesn't work, I still, my mind still does it every day, is you wake up from their dream and then you're asking, well, what does it mean? What is the meaning? What is the definition? You know, and then sometimes people go to, what does it mean? And how do I apply this to my life immediately so that I can see the result? You know, we're all in that sort of like realm of thinking and it just leaps right off as soon as we wake up from a dream. And so I would really encourage you or anyone who has a dream and they're that first instinct that wants to define it, analyze it, critique it, you know, put it in a box, categorize it that you just put that part of your mind aside when you have your dream. And instead, you really just sort of think of it as like an experience to savor, like your inner self brought you into this moment. And I know that you know, a lot of times they bring us into moments and you're like, why did you bring me here? <laughs> you know, this isn't my favorite place to be. But that's where the trust comes in. And just to really ask yourself, well, how did this dream make me feel? And what if I don't need to make it mean anything? It doesn't have to mean anything about who I am. It doesn't have to mean anything about what I should do. But it's just a piece of who I am that came to be with me um, in that sleep state where I didn't have my conscious mind deciding everything. And so I'm going to just sort of give it that respect and just sit with it. And so really just that one shift from going from how do I interpret my dreams to how do I make time to just experience the, the wonder and the sort of mystery of this dream moment that I'm sitting with here in this morning? How can I savor it more? How can I just be with it? Um, and that can open up so much stuff. And, it, and of course, like, as you, as you sit with it, insight does come. Wisdom does come. Understanding does come but not from that place that is so top-down and rational and wanting to go from point A to point B to point C. Mm -hmm. Yeah, isn't that interesting that if we set that goal aside, we can end up there anyway totally. with some you know, um, applicable insight that we can put into use. But, it, but yeah, starting there and, and sort of 
picking it apart for that doesn't lead to the same experience. So do you have any example dream images that you might want to share of um, either your own or from someone who you worked with that you could share anonymously, maybe to just give us an idea of what that's like to sit with this part of the self that came to be with us in the night? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it brings up a good question because sometimes I'll say to people, quote unquote, feel into it. (laughs) They'll be like, what do you mean feel into it? Like, what are you talking about? And, you know, and I guess I just start by saying, you know, you're right. Like, we're not trained in that. We haven't had a lot of experience necessarily being asked to walk towards our feelings or embody our feelings or really be present with how we feel. And again, especially if the dream material is bringing us into contact with feelings or experiences that don't feel good or aren't, you know, something we want to just jump right into. Um, So I guess like an example that comes to mind um, in that is I had, um, I recently had, I had someone send me a dream um, where basically they, they looked down on their hands and there was like huge cuts in their hand and they looked at their hand and they were like, huh, that, that looks bad. Basically the reaction that they were having to the degree of wound that they were seeing was not lining up, you know? And so sometimes when I ask people to sit with their dream, they, what, what might come up is, well, I didn't really feel that much or like, I felt a lot less than I would have felt had it's been real life and I saw all these gashes on my hands. And I just wanted to just open that space of understanding, like sometimes what the dream is bringing to us is not a feeling that we need to feel, but really an awareness of a lack of feeling that the dream wants to remind us of or show us like, hmm, if in the dream you're looking at these cuts in your hands and you can't really feel them, it would make me curious in your waking life, are there areas where, you know, you would think you'd be feeling something more given a certain situation, but for whatever reason, you don't feel connected to it. And I bring that up as an example because I feel like it's just as common for dreamers to come with feelings that they are overwhelmed with and they don't know how to control or they feel like they're out of control as it is for people to come in in dreams like I'm saying where they actually are disconnected from feeling and the dream is sort of showing them like, hey, it's kind of like you're walking around with cuts in your hand and you don't even feel it, mm-hmm. you know? And so um, I just feel like that's kind of speaks to what you're saying or, or just the challenges that can arise. And, and the real key of it is being where you are. So we're never trying to push ourselves. Okay. So now feel how bad the cuts feel, you know, it's uh-huh. like, you can try that. I mean, maybe it stimulates something for you if you get into the image, but the dream saying you're not feeling how the cuts feel. A dream saying you're feeling, you're seeing the cuts and you're feeling what you feel. And that's where you want to be. And so not feeling pushed or like you need to feel something, but really just letting the experience be what it is. Like, wow, this is what it's like to have cuts all over my hand and to feel a little distant from it and to feel disconnected from it. And I always encourage people if they can 
to see if they can relate the feeling to something in their body or an experience in their body to really remember because sometimes we lose track of the reality that emotions are physical experiences inside of our bodies or there's almost always physical things that are going on that render the experience of the feeling in in our consciousness and the more we can connect to those physical feelings the easier it is for us to not get carried away by the stories that the mind wants to create about why we're feeling the way we feel what it all means about who we are and you know all of those things mhm so that's really interesting to me how you're taking care to to stay with the experience of the dream and not necessarily it's like you're amplifying the actual experience in this case seeing cuts and not feeling much about it or not feeling the cuts themselves very much mm-hmm. letting that be experienced more vividly maybe but not trying to intensify or amplify what those cuts would be like and that that seems like a really important and delicate balance i mean i i like to do some active imagination with my dreams or invite people to ask kind of what if questions you know sort of dreaming the dream forward mm. maybe um and i think that there's a lot that can come from that but i like how you're talking about not at least not right away asking well what would those cuts feel like if i did feel them you know but to really check in with what it's like what is it like to be exactly where i am yeah totally and it definitely is a fine line and for sure like there will be times when i would say and it really goes with the dreamer and i would empower you know anyone listening the same way it's like that's maybe in the dream as you remember it you don't feel so much but when we're here together and i say okay what's it like when you look at your hands and you realize you start to feel a little bit more like oh actually i'm feeling this pain or i'm feeling horror you know that the things can start to come up and then if it's there then you know we go towards it um but yeah really not wanting to push in any direction because again i feel like a lot of times dreams are really um an a, a pro or a a project or an invitation of raising our awareness so it's like even if in the moment we could feel a little bit more of the pain of the, having the cuts on the hands the dreams really saying well that's not where the dreamer is in their waking life and so if you can really hone in on that moment of what it's like to look at the cuts of your hands and not be worried about it and you really I I sometimes call it mapping or like clicking in like you're like oh I know exactly what it feels like when I'm looking at cuts in my hands and I don't feel much and then I'd be so curious okay in the next 2 weeks can you clock that moment yeah you know and it's not going to be so obvious as it is in the dream where your hands are cut <laughs> but is there moments in your waking life when pain's coming in and you're looking at it just like the way you look at those cuts yeah and if you can get to that level of awareness wow that's the gift that's the moment where you know a shift could actually happen oh let me recognize there's cuts right now um and see what comes up there you know but um it is a fine line it's an interesting one for sure it kind of reminds me of another thing that when you were asking of like an example with the feelings or just sort of the approach in general One of the ways that 
it, but it's also this idea of just being really kind of having a relationship and an attitude of respect and humility towards the dream experience itself. And what I mean by that is that you sometimes when we wake up from our dream and we write it down, it's like our interpreter is already going and it's starting to put interpretations of the dream experience inside of the description of the dream itself. And it happens so automatic, we don't even necessarily notice it. The example I always give is sometimes people will write, I dreamt that I was in prison, and then they go on and on with the dream. And then you start off the conversation about the dream and you say, okay, so you were in prison, like were you in a cell? Were there guards? Were you wearing a uniform? Did you have a cellmate? You know, all these questions. And you start to realize, Oh, actually, well, I wasn't actually in prison. I was, I was in my mother's basement. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so this is actually a really different dream we're talking about now. Yeah. It's, I, the dream isn't I was in prison. The dream is I was in my mother's basement and I felt like I was in prison. Yeah. Or I felt trapped. Mm -hmm. Or I felt like there was no way out. And so that's another piece that we try to really invite people to, to take on when they're working with their dreams is not to let those kinds of things pass, but really pulling apart, okay, what was the visual imagery? What were the actions? What did I actually say or do? What did other people actually say or do? And that, that all of that stuff is like the sacred material of the dream and really, again, needs to be like in a, a respectful relationship to it. Like, I don't want to put my interpretation on that. I don't want to get in the way of all of that. I want to separate it. Like, okay, I was with my mother in the basement and I felt like I was in prison instead of I'm in prison. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Definitely. Yeah. So how do you, I mean, I, I would imagine that you with a vivid dream life have a lot of dreams that you don't necessarily tell to someone else. I mean, that's, I feel like I have all these dreams every night and then maybe once or twice a week, I'll go in deeper on one of those dreams. And sometimes I'll share because I do this, you know, have the podcast and I'm on Facebook. I might share an image here or there. I feel like the conversation is alive, but the percentage of dreams that I really sink into is not so high. And there's the, these varying degrees. There's just writing it down. There's doing some kind of feeling into it. I mean, I know just, I think I know just what you mean by feel into it. Although I also know that's not the, not everybody's like natural um, language or practice, but I'll feel into a dream or I might do dream work with others. And so I'm curious especially as you're thinking about accessibility in dream work, what, what it's like for you and what you think about the role of, you know, a dream journal and a solo kind of reflective practice compared to sharing with a community or one-on-one -on -one with a dream worker who does dream work all the time. Like you're talking about some of your one-on-one -on -one experiences with people. Totally. Well, you know, I always like to start with like a little is a lot you know, and if you look at the whole scheme of like humanity right now, or just even specifically society in North America or whatever, if you are someone who goes deep with one dream per month, 
you're doing a lot, <laughs> you know, you're doing a lot of dream work. You're, you're getting there. Yeah. And you know, there's value to that and that is a good thing and that's great, you know, and again, like a little is a lot and these dreams are so powerful, so rich, so wise, you know, and it, it's like, again, if you get one dream a week or you go deep with two dreams a month, like you're getting a lot of good stuff. Yeah. And I think sometimes people get a little caught like, oh, you know, I mean, even just in the process of trying to remember a dream, right, they'll wake up and they'll start to forget maybe one or two parts. And then they'll kind of write off the whole thing like, well, I forgot it. And it's not worth anything because I didn't remember every single piece. And I'm always like, oh, you know, like, but you had that one little piece and that was so great. And I've had that happen so many times where I'll I can talk to somebody about two sentences of a dream for an hour with, and it seems like no time has passed mm -hmm. because there's just so much to the image. There's so much connection for the person and it's just that rich and that deep. So um, yeah, I guess just, off, just as a heartening word for anyone, like wherever you are in your path, a little bit is a lot and whatever you're doing, I think is great. And it's way more than most people do. Um, on that note though, I do think there's so much power in sharing our dreams with other people, um, whether it's in a group or it's one-on-one. Um, and the reason that it's so powerful is because our dreams do, I believe, put us in contact with aspects of ourselves, kind of like I was saying before, aspects of our behavior, of our consciousness, of our mindset that we might not um, want to be present with, or there might be parts of ourselves that are actually resistant to seeing um, these pieces that the dream is showing, whether we don't want to feel the feeling or we don't want to see ourselves as being that way, or we have shame around the thing that's going on in the dream and we don't want to look at it. There, there, there very well may be some pretty well-worn defenses that your ego has that are keeping you from really understanding what the dream might be trying to show you. And so I feel like there's so much value in um, getting that reflection point from somebody else. And it's amazing how quickly the dreamer can go from, this dream makes no sense, I have no idea what it's talking about, it's so crazy, to I know exactly what this dream is talking about, I'm so familiar with this subject and it makes perfect sense. And the, the key to it is just having somebody else there to point out what might seem obvious to them, but again, there's these blocks, that, these blind spots, basically. And I think, again, that dreams want to go for the blind spots, and that's why it can be hard on your own, or if you're on your own, just writing it down or feeling into it, and you're feeling like, I'm just not getting it. Um, I really think that's where having that reflection point in somebody else can be so powerful. And I guess I just want to say overall, I, I think it's actually somewhat similar to things like yoga or meditation, where it's like you could sit and just read about how to do yoga and try it in your house. And like maybe after a long time, you'll get a lot better. But if you go to an in-depth yoga class where they teach you each step, you know, and you train up for a few months and then you go back to your home practice you know, you're going to see a lot more results, most likely. And I feel like it's, it's similar with dream work. Like you put a little bit of concentrated effort in at some point or another, and those, the, the returns are incredible. And like, 
just having the experience of having my blind spots pointed out um, enough times. And of course, we had the same ones happen over and over. Now I don't necessarily need to talk to somebody for an hour when I have that dream about the same topic. As soon as I wake up, I'm like, oh yeah, I get it. <laughs> you know, like this is about that thing. But I wouldn't have known that unless I had had that sort of front end time of really looking at it, you know, in a more in-depth way. So those are some of my thoughts about that and how it can be accessible. Yeah, I love that. I feel similarly that every little bit is a lot. Mm -hmm. I feel like by writing down my dreams every day, I'm sort of sending a little note back <laughs> to the dreams. Like I'm listening, I care about you and I'm, I'm receiving and valuing and, um, but that, that there, there's those times that are more like really going deep with a dream and really showing up you know, like a relationship that I'm sustaining over a distance, sending notes back and forth. And then once in a while we get to really see each other and sink into being together. So I like that. And I also, I relate to needing others to point out the blind spots because it's not something that goes away. No. Even when we have studied dreams and the process of dream work, we're still human beings with blind spots. I've just recently, someone in my free Facebook group, I posted a dream and they said, I wonder if this one is continuing the conversation from the last one you posted several months ago, because that one also had children mm. that you were responsible for and trees. And I, and I thought, that's really funny. I always dream of children I'm responsible for and trees. And I didn't even notice that I always dream about them <laughs> until someone pointed out, you know, just these two, that it was in these two dreams I'd shared publicly, you know? Yeah. And I've even talked to people about how both trees and young children are a reflection of wood energy and the liver, yet it was a blind spot for me in my own dreams. Oh yeah, that wood energy, that liver energy is showing up very frequently for me. So yeah, I value the feedback. And maybe this ties into what you're saying too. I value the feedback from people who aren't in any way dream experts, mm -hmm. you know, quote unquote, they haven't studied dreams. It's just as another human imagination listening, they notice things. Totally. I have had that experience too recently. It was like, I've, I've made so many videos and talked so much about, you know, if you dream about your ex or an old lover and you're with them or something, it, it's not about them. It doesn't mean you need to go date them or anything else. You know, it can have all these other deeper meanings. And then I had this dream about, you know, being with someone who's not my partner. And I was like all in this thing of like, what does it mean about them? <laughs> you know, like, da, da, da. And like the person that I talked to about my dreams was like, it's really not about that. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I've seen this totally great YouTube forgot. video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can see it on your chat. There's this woman talking about this. <laughs> so totally. It's just like, and it really helped me remember, you know, that that's what happens for dreamers. It's just like you're in that mindset and it's, it is really hard to get out of it until somebody says it. And mm -hmm. so that is so, and I agree totally with it not being, you know, an expert um, because I think that we all dream and so we all have the capacity to sort of reflect and just be an active listener basically for dreamers but it reminds me too and I love what you're saying about being in relationship with your dreams and you know really like 
sending them a note and then really sitting down and having, you know, the cup of coffee and checking in. And um, I think that's so, so valuable as a framework because I really do feel that our dreams want to be in relationship with us and really want to be a part of our lives. And the whole phenomenon of like recurring dreams or dreams come coming in almost a haunting way or feeling like they're, people are being stalked by their dreams or terrorized. It's just like, I feel like there's this big desire, you know, internal desire of like being known by an individual, being seen. And of course, dreams are also very, very vulnerable, you know, so if we are in a place where we're sharing a dream with someone else or someone is sharing a dream with us, it, it really has the opportunity to become a really vulnerable and deep moment. And I guess I just wanted to bookmark that as a reality. I think there's this like this idea that like it's rude to share your dreams or it's not entertaining, it's too boring or, you know, like all this stuff. And I, I feel like it's similar to like, um, you know, we always also say like religion and sex, like these taboo topics. It's like, why are our dreams so taboo? Yeah. Well, because they're actually powerful. They actually have a lot to say. And can bring us kind of un, like very by surprise into a deep moment mm. that maybe we didn't even mean to get to ourselves. And here we are, you know, in this moment with someone else. And so, you know, I just want to encourage, first of all, to engage in that, you know, to have the courage to share what is in your dreams and what your experiences were. And again, if you are on the receiving end of that, to really understand that this is an opportunity potentially for a sacred moment, you know, because you're really getting a glimpse inside of somebody's um, internal world and they're sharing it with you in this way where they don't really have a lot of control over what they're sharing, right? We didn't have the will inside of the dream to say, well, this is what I want my dream to be about. And oh, lucid dream is a whole topic, but like typical dreams, right? You're not necessarily planning out the situation or what happens. And so, um, I say all of that because that can be the work right there. It's just letting the moment be truly the depth of what it is and not trying to jump away from it. Um, and again, it doesn't require a lot of analysis. It doesn't require a lot of experience. It just requires presence. Presence. Yeah. Yeah. It occurs to me as you say that, that maybe one of the other reasons we don't think it's a good idea to just tell someone your dream is that as listeners, you know, we don't know how to receive it. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of times the response to a dream will be something like, oh, that's weird. Or mm -hmm. just kind of laughing awkwardly in some way or, or saying, you know, huh. And, but if we recognize that in hearing that dream, we're hearing from the depths of the soul of this person, or even if we just look at it with curiosity, yeah, like we were reading a poem or hearing a story and get curious and say, oh, well, what was that like? It uh, becomes a chance to really connect. Yeah. yeah. What, what, how did that make you feel? And is that feeling familiar to you in any way in your life? You know, and those two questions can take you down like amazing rabbit holes, but it does require us, like you're saying, to really put aside that first you know, it, it's a similar thing that I was saying, like, don't think about what it means. Like, same thing as a listener. Like, don't try to analyze the person. 
but like you're saying like it's a poem like wow like if this is a poem from their soul like what is it what does it make me feel and and how you know can i go more in depth into this experience so another thing i wanted to ask you about we're talking about kind of this interpersonal connection here but you've mentioned dream work as part of spiritual connection as well and spiritual practice and i guess i'd just like to ask you in a really open way what that means for you totally um i guess i do feel ultimately that um our dreams so i guess i'll put it to youtube so the most popular uh youtubers right now who talk about dreams are christian uh dream interpreters so they have a focus of sort of the christian religion and um works in the bible and that type of stuff and so they'll they'll take a lot of the interpretation of the dreams um through that sort of christian lens and I just found that so fascinating that that was the most popular ones on YouTube um, because it just illustrated to me sort of something that I think a lot of people experience in their dreams in some way or another, which is this idea that inside of their dreams is where they feel, it goes back to what I, what I was saying about this idea of realness or trueness, that actually inside of their dreams is where they feel more real or they feel more alive or they feel more true even than they do in waking life um and so that there can be an intensity to the experience in the dream that can actually resonate more deeply than how they feel when they're in their waking life and that kind of resonance that kind of idea of truth that kind of idea of this is what is real for me this is what is my real truth feels really fundamentally connected to source to spirit to um, the mystery or the universe. And I like to use a lot of different language because I think that um, it takes on a lot of different words or, or languages, right? We don't have to ha be confined. And it could be any religion as well. Like, of course, you know, if you're a Christian person and you experience, you know, being in church or just spiritual experiences inside of your dreams, I definitely invite you to take that, you know, that it can, it can be in any different um, practice, basically, the experience inside of the dream can be applied or utilized to deepen that practice or deepen that sense of connection. What I, what I think is really valuable is this idea that, you know, outside of your conscious mind, outside of the things that your ego, maybe you want to call it, is, is engaged with, like, do I have enough money? Do I have enough friends? Like, you know, all of these sort of material things. There's this world on the inside and there's something deeper or something more fundamental that we can feel connected to and that we can feel safe in. And that feels inextricably linked to me to source. And so I do think that when we go into our dream life, we get connected to that piece. And it's not like when we're awake, we're not connected. It's just that there are so many competing forces and other things going on in the waking life that distract us from that, that place of connection that's really inside. And so really dream work on, on that level is about reorienting ourselves and taking seriously again this idea that there is this interior world there is this inner reality it operates on different rules 
and different laws and different principles than the waking material world does. And that that inner world has a reality too, and that we can honor it, we can respect it, we can um, attune ourselves to it, and through that process, really, you know, rectify the situation of why well, I, I want that feeling of realness, I want that feeling of love, I want that feeling of connection that I have in my dreams to be manifested in my waking life, and really showing like, okay, I can do that, I can achieve that through honoring you know, this connection that is inside. So kind of a big uh, overview. I guess the other thing I would say just about spirituality and dream work in general is that what I've been so amazed by in working with clients and seeing is that people can come from such varied positions and experiences, whether they're religious or spiritual or practices or things that they've learned or they're atheists or, you know, they don't believe in anything. And wherever they are, the dream meets them where they are and shows them the path to what is going to feel again, most real for them and most true for them. And that's always what I tell people to go by. Like, I don't have an idea of what your spiritual practice should be or what you should believe in. But if the dream presents something and I'll be like, does that feel really true for you? And you'll be like, yeah, that's my truth. I'm like, all right, then <laughs> there it is. You know, like that's the, that's how we decide, you know, when we're in our dream world is why, how it feels. And that's um, just the power I feel like dreams offer. I love your last question. Does that feel true for you? Because that is, we started out by talking about what's real and what's true. And there are some objective ways to assess the realness or trueness of something. But we're really talking about the feeling of truth and the feeling of, we could call it what resonates, or we could talk about the aha moment, but it is, it is a kind of knowing, which is maybe a more spiritual thing than a scientific thing, right? That inner knowing that's so often comes through our dreams and that's always there when we hit on what the dream is really about. Yeah. Like that moment of, okay, I know, like you were saying, is going from what the heck is this mystery to, oh, it's about this, you know? (laughs) Right. Especially in these times, right, where there's so much sort of debate about what's real or what's true and a lot of confusion really of how we find those objective truths just remembering like there's also this truth there's certain truths that live inside of you you know and you have the capacity to understand and trust them (laughs) from the inside you know Mm -hmm. and the and the real possibility of sharing them because you know the flip side of this would be if we all went off and just felt our own personal truths and mm-hmm. <laughs> i can imagine we could get in all kinds of challenging situations if there was no um shared understanding of what's real and true but the beautiful thing about this is that it's it is still a shared process and still a form of deep communication with others that we're sharing this world with you know, thinking about the political context as you bring it up where there's debate about how to know what's true, you know, it's all about interweaving it for me. Yeah, no, I'm so glad you brought that up. I think that that's so true. Well, I think that the the paradox or what, what can be hard to recognize is that when we really get down to these deep truths about ourselves through the vulnerability of sharing, 
what's on the other side is we're not alone. Yes. (laughs) We're not so different. Yes. And we're not so like on different worlds. And like, I think that that's what's so valuable and important about showing these interior world. Um, because, you know, from the outside, you might say, oh, they, they have this political belief and they have this kind of lifestyle and they eat this kind of food. So I'm not going to get them. And then they share their dream and you're like, I've had that exact same dream. Yeah. <laughs> like I've felt exactly yeah. that way, yeah. you know? And so it's really an opportunity to connect. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I was just talking to someone about how I would never put a certain bumper sticker on my car. Although I, I mean, I don't put bumper stickers on anyway, but I just don't ever want to display like a three word version of my political opinion because Mm -hmm. there's so much depth behind it. And I interact with so many people who would vehemently disagree with the words on the bumper sticker. And I'd, I don't want to close the door to the deeper connection. And that's what you're talking about where when we get down underneath it, we're having really similar dreams and caring about similar things and how from those roots, we rise up to this branch where I would believe these little, this political slogan, and they would believe what seems to be the opposite you know, is it's not much productive stuff happens as far as I can tell up there, like with the branches batting at each other. Yeah. <laughs> the good stuff happens when we get to talking about, you know, where we are really coming from. Totally. And that's the key. That's the key of the dreams too, because I think that, you know, you might be going on in your waking life and feeling, well, those three words on the bumper sticker is who I am. And that is how I feel, you know, that is my truth. And that's where you really look at the dreams and you say, well, is that what they're saying? Yeah. You know, are they reflecting that back to you? Are they doing something else? You know, and, and that's where you can bring that curiosity of like, wow, like, even I have actually been confined by my own idea of what's really true for me or who I really am. And my dreams are trying to bring me into something deeper. Yes. Yes. Well, wonderful, Kezia. Thank you so much for sharing all these insights and reflections with me. Would you like to tell everyone where they can find you online, your website or YouTube channel? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for the time and just all the work that you've been putting into creating this um, podcast. It's really exciting to me and there's just been a lot of really great information already. Oh, thank you. So my website is keziavita.com and you'll find I have little um, worksheets and things you can work on for nightmares or if you're trying to start your dream journal. And then, yeah, I would absolutely love if you came and checked out what is going on in the YouTube channel. I've got a lot of videos up already, and I'm trying to make new ones every week. And if you are a dreamer and you're interested and you have questions that you want answered or anything else, you can always contact me. I'm pretty available and always love to hear um, what's on dreamers' minds. Wonderful. I will include links to your website and your YouTube channel and look forward to connecting more with you. Same. Thank you so much for the time. And thank you for listening. If you are enjoying the Dreamer's Den podcast, would you do me one favor? If you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, would you leave this show a five-star rating? I'd be so grateful for your support in reaching more dreamers. And if you'd like, I would love to hear from you. You can leave a comment on the show notes for this episode at thedreamersden.org slash 18 thedreamersden.org slash 18 or join the Dreamers Den free Facebook group and post or comment there. I'll be back with your next episode on the new moon. Until then, 
wishing you deep dreams. <laughs>